0: Clutter can be an enormous weight in all areas of your life. When you clear your clutter, you can create the life you desire and share your gifts with the world. You have the wisdom within, and Julie's books on how to declutter your life show us how to access our wisdom and then create a plan of action. Julie Caraccio is an award winning life and end of life organizer. She is an author, a certified life coach, a professional declutterer love that word and host of the podcast Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out and the Reawaken Your Brilliance channel on Patreon. Welcome, Julie.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, this is one of my favorite subjects, how we, you can help the audience to declutter their life and not just in the area of how we live in our homes, but obviously in many other areas. So I really appreciate you being on Never Ever Give Up Hope today. There's always hope, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: my, My first question is going to be, what was going on in your life that made you realize your need for change?
2: There was a lot going on and I felt really stuck. I felt really stagnant. And I really wasn't aware of it at the time, but basically I was mildly depressed. And so a lot of times when you're depressed, then you can't take action, you can't move forward. And so I just was kind of in this, stuck stagnant place and I was like you know what something has got to change I don't know what that is but I need to do something because I'm not happy I mean I was going through the motions of life it's not like I didn't have a job or anything but I just wasn't happy I didn't have a lot of joy and so I said okay time to make a change
0: so what did you do
2: well the first thing that I did which is might sound a little odd to people was I went to I was living in Los Angeles at the time and so I went to clairvoyant school There was a program called Clear Sight, and it was about energy healing and clearing your energetic clutter, which helps you in clearing other clutter, and really getting to the root of why am I so unhappy? What is it that's going on? And so it was looking at everything from many different angles. You know, Everything's energy, whether you believe that from a spiritual perspective or a physics perspective. And so it was really about making those changes and saying, okay, this is why I'm this way oh I'm holding on to this trauma that happened to me as a kid oh well that explains things and so digging deeper going below the surface to be able to clear that clutter to move forward in life and so that was really the impetus and that was a 13-month program and that really started me on the path of personal development it's something I love I've worked with different people I've tried different things as my teacher from ClearSight would say having a bucket full of tools, put more tools in your toolbox. And so I continue to say, what is it that I need to do to move forward when I get stuck? What can I try? What can I do? And then I'm also a huge fan of having a daily mindfulness practice, which I switched that up. And, you know, I just finished a course on plant medicine. And so that's something else Is looking at the energy of plants and how can plants support us. And so that was was my latest personal development project. But I always come back to that. How can I be the best woman that I can be? And what are the tools that can support me in doing that?
0: So how do you answer somebody who says, so what, as far as the clutter in our life goes, and especially in, let's say, our homes? Let's start there because that's Mm -hmm. the first place I think people think about when they think about clutter. And if that's how they like to live, so what? How would you address that?
2: Well, I would ask you to really, really contemplate that question. Is it really so what, or is that a defense mechanism? Do you really like living like that? Is it affecting your relationships? Are you arguing with your spouse or partner over clutter in your life? Are you sharing your gifts with the world? Are you truly happy? Are you spending time in joy? Now then, if you can answer yes to all of that and more questions, then okay. But I'm going to challenge you and push you a little more and say, I'm Really? Are you being honest with yourself or is this just a defense mechanism? Because, you know, maybe we don't want to address something that's happened to us. And I can tell you from my own personal experience and prior to starting my business, I had an internet international TV show that I did online and I interviewed hundreds of experts and they all said the same thing. It is harder to keep at bay what you don't want to look at than to actually walk through the fire and face your fears. All that energy you hold on to not wanting to look at something is much more tremendous than actually examining things and doing the actual work. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it does. And it leads me to my next question, which do... Clutter in all areas of life like go hand in hand. In other words, can you have live in a clutter in your home and yet be very clear minded, or the opposite? Do they go hand in hand?
2: That is a great question. I am going to say yes, they do, because I believe whatever is going on your inner world is reflected on your outer world, and vice versa. And so there are people. I you know I'll give you a good example. In my last job prior to starting my business, I worked with this woman and every time I'd walk into her office, one, I'd want to take a shower. There was so much clutter (laughs) and she would argue, I can find whatever you need. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you in a half an hour when you find the piece of paper I need. And a half an hour later, she'd come in. Well, that's a half an hour you wasted looking for something. And I'm going to argue that you can't think clearly if you have a bunch of clutter to go back to your example, I am going to say that it affects your relationships. You know, they've done a bunch of studies also on health. If you live in a cluttered environment, you're most likely not getting exercise, you're most yeah. likely not eating well, and you're usually in non compliance with your meds. So, you know, they've done studies. I'd encourage you, Google, you can find out. UCLA's done a bunch of studies. And so, yes, I do believe the inner affects the outer and vice versa.
0: So it definitely is not strictly a physical thing. It's an emotional. Uh, Oh,
2: a thousand percent. Now, I'm sure that, again, there are people out there that are going to argue with me. But if you have all this junk in your house? How do you think that's affecting your emotions? Or let's do the opposite for a moment. Let's talk about emotional clutter. If you are jealous, right? jealousy we have all these crazy instagram life that aren't real and if you aren't aware of that you're like oh my gosh look at this fantastic life. well i've got to buy 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 to keep up with the joneses and so i'm going to try to instead of dealing with what my jealousy is about i'm going to buy a bunch of stuff that just sits around and i don't use it so my jealousy has created physical clutter now
0: oh my goodness that's an awesome answer that i think really brings clarity and i thank you for that what can we do where does somebody start Let's say they're listening today and they realize, they've taken a look around and think, oh my goodness, whether they're in their car and it's a mess or they're Mm -hmm. in their home and it's a mess. And then they might think all of a sudden, you know what, my life's a mess. And that's the person that we are addressing today. So where do they start?
2: First of all, know you're not alone. I want you to know that. I also want those listening who are struggling, know that you can do this. Even if you've never done the work before, it's within your abilities. So many times we sell ourselves short. So a couple things I would say because clutter is overwhelmed. You're like, oh, my gosh, where do I start? So say if your entire house is decluttered. Don't think, oh, my gosh, I've got to do the house. You start with one thing. You start with maybe it's a bookcase, and you start with that one shelf. And so in general, what I'm going to say to you is to, once you've figured out where to start, break it down into steps. But how do we figure out where to start? Are you paying your bills late? Then maybe the first step is to clear the clutter. I don't know about you. I don't want to line some fat cat's pocket Mm -hmm. paying the credit card people with interest. I'm happy to pay you what I owe you, but I don't want to pay you something more. So if you aren't paying your bills and say, okay, that's probably a good place to start. If you are constantly angry and having these knee-jerk reactions and someone cuts you off on traffic and you go ballistic, then you need to address your anger issues. If you are always thinking about how much you don't have in life and you're always negative and you're always complaining, then perhaps it's spiritual clutter and, and looking at gratitude and all the abundance you have in your life. So it's really taking that first step to become aware Okay, what's the biggest thing that I need to address? And then, as I mentioned a moment ago, then the next thing you're going to want to do is to break it down into manageable chunks. It gives us satisfaction when we break it down and we can cross something off on that list. And then what I would say is be honest with yourself. Do you need support? I think, you know, especially for those of us that live in America, there's this rugged individualism and I can do it on my own. And if you've been struggling for years, then it's time to say, you know what, I need support. There's no shame in that. And I need someone to help me with this. And because if you've tried, you know, I can't do I'm stink at numbers. There's I can't do my taxes. I can't figure out that I hire an accountant. I don't know how to do all this the stuff on the website that needs to be done. I don't do. I look at myself as a loser, or a failure. Absolutely not. It's just not my skill set. So if clearing clutter isn't in your skill set, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Get support. Good point.
0: I think that, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, <laughs> but I think that with COVID, a lot of people begin to realize because they were stuck at home many of them Mm -hmm. um, that they lived in a lot of clutter and took that opportunity to clear their clutter at that time did you find that to be true as well
2: yes and no I think for some people it always I like to say awareness plus action equals change and you know I talked a moment ago about if you know we're not willing to look at things and maybe we're afraid of what we might find so I think some people We're open to examining and really realizing, wow, I have a lot. Some others weren't. It was really individual. Do you think it's important
0: to set goals? Or do goals put too much pressure? Like when you're talking about your home and straightening and decluttering, should we do like one room or uh, and then maybe make a chart of what we want to do next? Or is the goal setting too much pressure for somebody trying to change their lifestyle?
2: I think that's an outstanding question, one that I've never been asked before. I think goals are good because they serve as a roadmap. I think what you have to remember so that it doesn't add more pressure is be life, be flexible. Life happens. Know what's going to be around the corner. Like As a good example, my mom was really ill. She just died. We just moved up here for 14 months, and so life was on hold a little bit. And so when we were getting ready to move, we had downsized and didn't expect to come back to West Virginia. And so I downsized a couple of times and I'm like, Aunt, you know what, I'm packing it up and we'll declutter when we get settled. And that's what we've done. I didn't beat myself up and say, loser, you know, come on. I recognized <laughs> that life was really stressful for me and my family was my priority not downsizing more not decluttering and you know as we've unpacked it so we have a whole bunch of furniture we decided doesn't work with our new place and we have a whole pile of stuff to declutter and so I had to go with the flow of life so I think that's the first thing to remember because if you go with the flow of life that can help take pressure off of you but the problem is If we don't set goals, if we don't set a a timeline and an end date, then we'll say, oh, I'll declutter my office someday, right? But then someday never comes. And so it's this goalpost that keeps getting moved and we stay stuck. And then we keep pushing it back or we procrastinate or whatever. So start small. Again, we want to get that sense of accomplishment. And if we break it down into manageable steps, that's going to make the difference. So you say, okay. I'm going to declutter my office for the month of December. I want to start the new year out right. So then okay, I'm going to take I'm going to decide first is this a project that I can commit to doing 10 minutes a day or did I commit to 2 hours on Saturday and 2 hours on Sunday or an hour over the weekend and an hour sometime during the week. So be realistic about the time you can commit. If you have a crazy job, and you need to mentally recharge and rest at night, then plan on the weekend. So then you say, okay, these, these are my time frame. And then you say, okay, I'm going to break it down into going through my bookcase. And I will spend start with the bookcase. And then I'm going to go through my filing cabinet. And then I'm going to go through my desk. And then you can even, if you need to be motivated or, or uncertain, say, okay, with the, with the bookshelf. If there are five shells, five, four, three, two, one. And when you cross off, you do one, you cross it off. And when you do another and declutter and organize, you cross that off. And so just taking it down into manageable steps and outlining the project. And then if you are halfway through and you say, hmm, it's taking less time, then maybe you motivate yourself. And if I finish this a week earlier, I'm going to treat myself to a pedicure. Or if you get in the middle of it and say, ooh, this is taking longer than I thought it would. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to give myself a two-week extension. Or if you become just crazy stuck, you say, you know what? I really thought I could do this on my own, but I can't. I need to ask for support.
0: So speaking about support, what if you are living with somebody, a spouse or your children Mm -hmm. who are polar opposites and they have no desire whatsoever to organize and declutter? Can this cause problems, well, I'm sure it can cause problems and it might be disheartening for you as well. How do you address that scenario?
2: Excellent question. And I've dealt with it. And, you know, you have the extremes of Felix and Oscar from The Odd Couple who are very different. And so one of the things I say is when I meet with families or if I meet with spouses, the first thing I say is the past is in the past. Okay. Whatever's gone on, Let's leave it there. Let's remember we're a team. Let's remember we're a family unit. And we are going to solve this problem. And we're going to move forward. Because what's most important is our relationship with one another. So one of the things I want to say is sometimes people don't see clutter. It's a think of the absent-minded professor or the someone and you're like, oh my gosh, there's like your books are all over the place. And they don't see it as clutter. So it just might not be Something that they really and truly cannot see. So one thing I say to the person that's more organized and is better at decluttering, ask that person, what is clutter costing you? Well, we fight about it constantly. Uh-huh, how, does it, uh-huh. how does it make you feel when we fight? Do you feel you have peace of mind when you walk into a cluttered kitchen? Have we lost money because it? we haven't paid our bills on time? You know, start to ask them, what is the cost of this? And then the other thing I would say is for the person that's more decluttered or, um, and organized better, you have to give some leeway too. And so what I mean by that is it doesn't need to be super strictly organized. If they have, say, a bunch of books or magazines in the bedroom, can you just find a little basket that's open that they can throw them all in? It doesn't need to be super organized. So making sure if you're really rigid about that, that we get you to loosey-goosey a bit. And then what I say to people, if you have kids, okay, we're going to create rules for the common areas. So for the kitchen, the TV room, the basement, and then you give a little more leeway in the bedroom. Now, you don't want a situation where they're disgusting and you're growing mold because the food's been, you know, left dirty plates and all that. You know, not to that extreme, but say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you a little more flexibility here because it's your private space, but something still needs to be done. So those are just kind of some starting points.
0: I appreciate that. And as you were talking, I was thinking about my father told me something as a young girl and it has become my mantra. And in fact, this is what created my desire to be decluttered. And also I always heard his voice you know, in my head and Mm -hmm. that mantra was do it right and do it now. And what that did in my life was it made me change from a procrastinator to mm-hmm. a non procrastinator. Because I realize just as you're talking, that so much of it, you know, when when we look at something, and we want to put it off, whether it's the clutter in our home, or whatever, or as you're saying, you know, in different areas of our life, we look at something and we don't want to continue to look at it because of the feelings and the emotions and everything that's around it. But if we take the position of doing it now, And doing it right people have no idea how much freedom comes from that anything you want to share along that line
2: yeah no I think that that's a great thing that your dad taught you and I'm just gonna share a little procrastination story because it's not typical but it it really is a good example of hitting home what you can lose when you procrastinate so when I was living in Los Angeles I brought a condo right before 9-11 and my dad was like oh my gosh You know, she's going to be out in Los Angeles forever. She's going to be in debt, blah, blah, blah. Well, I ended up moving back to the East Coast five years after that and made a ton of money. The real, even though it was a condo, the real estate market went crazy. And I said to a friend of mine, I've got this great realtor, you know, she's, this was within your price range. I'm really going to encourage you. And she was too afraid. She procrastinated and she missed out on making a ton of money. What is it costing you when you procrastinate? You know, I mentioned, say we'll do it someday and that'll never come. So again, circle it back. What have you lost because of that? You know, what is it costing you so that you say you never ask your girlfriend to marry your your, your boyfriend or whatever, and then that person leaves because they want a, a commitment and you're not willing to do that. And then you wake up suddenly like, wow, that was the best relationship I ever had in my life. So if there's something you want to do, commit to doing it, be brave, whatever it is, it's, it can be scary. I used to be deathly afraid of public speaking. I'm not kidding when I said, when I say that I couldn't stand up and talk about my business for 30 seconds in a network meeting, and now I get paid to speak. So even <laughs> if you think you don't have that skill or ability, right. you might surprise yourself. But you know, again, some days never going to come. So set those goals and set those deadlines.
0: We're just gonna take a short 30 second break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about your books and your podcast and what you have to offer the audience. We'll be right back. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com this opportunity today to talk about clutter and declutter and organization and all the other subjects that we covered here this morning, and how it affects us not just physically, but emotionally and in every area of our lives. So I really thank you for that. You've given us a lot of food for thought. Now I'd like you to tell us about your books, if you would, please, and what you have to offer to the audience.
2: Thank you so much. Well, I first want to say if you go to my site, reawakenyourbrilliance.com, if you sign up for my newsletter, I have a free assessment For you to figure out what your clutter priority is now we've talked yes we've talked today of like how do i know where to start and so i have you take a little test and then a self-assessment and then it says you can figure out ah this is where i need to start and then i give you a take action item to get started and that's absolutely free you can find out more information there i am passionate about writing and so i currently have 14 books and I have some more coming out. Yeah, no, I really like to write. So the first one is clear your clutter inside and out. And that's if you need a little more hold hand holding if you want to go in depth a little more, but there are 21 standalone chapters that focus on physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter. I've got a bonus energetic clutter chapter, and then it has a companion workbook. So that's really going to go in and and dive pretty deeply, and I offer more resources within each chapter if you need help. The other 12 books are focused on answering 365 journal prompts, so one for each day of the year. Physical, mental, holiday, relationships, health, finances, and I created this series because you have the answers within. When I work with someone, I view my job as supporting them in finding those answers. I'm just going to help you tease them out. And so that's if you need a little less structure and it's writing. And then I've also added an extra step that I haven't seen in many journal prompt books or actually at all. And so that's, again, to take that extra step so you don't feel overwhelmed. And then I teach you at the end how to create a plan to take action and move forward. So that's if You're really kind of self-directed and you want to dig a little deeper into one of the areas of clutter. I mean, even have it on holiday clutter because holidays can be a really stressful time for people.
0: Basically, it's like you're addressing each area of your life individually, Mm -hmm. which is a form of decluttering, and you make it easy. You know, I mean, you couldn't make it any easier.
2: Well, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm truly passionate about because people decluttering their lives, because when you clear your clutter, you can create the life you choose, deserve and desire. And now more than ever, boy, do we need everyone sharing their gifts with the world, Mm -hmm. you know, and being in joy and being in passion. And when you do that, you show someone else that it can be done and you give them permission to work on their own things and to discover what their talents are
0: and what about your podcast? Can you share about that please?
2: Sure So my podcast is called clear your clutter inside and out And we talk about different things all related to clutter. I kind of have a theme each month and I do episodes around that and that's available wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: I think this is exciting. And when I, I don't use that word lightly because exciting, because it can bring change immediately mm-hmm. and you step through the change. You're not looking at this huge picture of, uh, and this goal that seems, you know, like never will get there. And especially with your books, the way you've broken it down into different segments of your life. What an excellent idea. And the whole journal. I mean I'm, I'm so excited about this and excited to be able to share this with my audience because I know this is an issue. I know it is a problem and I mean you obviously know this is a problem. I thank you so much. Is there anything you would like to say, conclusion possibly, or anything else you want to just address to the audience?
2: I just want to say to people listening first I want to thank you for doing the podcast and I think when we have hope, we have everything. I think if we lose hope, that's in a place I'd never wanna be in. But I want everyone listening to remind themselves, you are good enough, you are worthy, and you are loved no matter what. And as the title of the show says, Never Give Up Hope. All right, I'll vouch to that. And
0: thank you again for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. And I'm so excited to share this today with my audience and also all your social media links and connections. And I trust that people will go to your website, that they will buy your books because it is time. The time is now to declutter our lives. Thank you. Thanks for having me.